Before we get started, we at No Highway Option wanted to wish all of our listeners who celebrate it a very happy Hanukkah. And now, on with the show. Welcome back to Snow Highway Option, your Christmas Vin Diesel headquarters, where we answer the one question all great art makes you ask. Is this better or worse than Vin Diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece, The Pacifier? Naughtier or nicer. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Luke. And uh, I think that Billy has a glockenspiel in the box. I'm your other host, Connor J. Burke, and I think Billy's final present is just like three gold bricks. Nice. And we have a special guest with us today uh, from the TV Trivia Podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm Brian. Uh, you know, uh, both of you guys came on... My podcast, that's how I got introduced to you guys and this, and I'm super excited to be here today and talk about, you know, our what we need to talk about and as far as Christmas and Vin Diesel go. Right on. All right. Uh, so this week's movie, uh, in case you couldn't tell from all of that box talk, uh, we watched The Polar Express. Given to us by Ian and Lauren. Thank you very much. Yes. Over on our Instagram coming attractions game, which gets posted the first Sunday of every month if you want to play along, nobody got the Polar Express right. I guess seeing Ned Flanders' hot chocolate didn't trigger the hot chocolate song in anyone else but me. But I did forget to mention last week that uh, the Cocktails and Classics podcast, the D College podcast, Tom Roche and Nick Cherry all correctly guessed Jingle All the Way. So congratulations to them. Follow us over on our Instagram at No Highway Pod. First Sunday of every month, you get the coming attractions game story where you can guess, and you get a shout out on the podcast. Fun, interactivity, audience participation—we love it. I think Billy has an Instapot. There you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's Although what he needs apparently, according to IMDb trivia, this movie takes place in 1955. Yeah. Okay. So. Were there Instapots then? There might have been, actually. Was there teleporting Santas then? I, I feel like, yeah, he's been doing the same thing oh, since get <laughs> the beginning of time, right? Yeah, I guess so. So do you guys have any history with this movie? This was always the movie that I would watch the last half hour of, because Year Without a Santa Claus would be on at 8, and this started at 6. Like, I just always saw the ending and went, oh, yeah, but I want to watch the claymation stuff, not this motion capture. I can 100% agree with that. I definitely remember the claymation stuff being on a ton more than this. When when this come out, 2004? Yep. Uh, I guess I was 
12 then, and I don't know. I, I felt like maybe I was too old for this stuff at that point, and uh, this never became a Christmas classic for me. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I feel about this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I saw it mostly at 8 p.m. Uh, in contrast to yours, okay. Connor. Um, well, I caught the but... end of the early show. You caught the beginning of the late show. Like that's yeah. how that's how Twenty Five Days of Christmas used to be. It would be like the same couple movies, but they would just like incrementally get later. I feel like. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I feel like, like I have, eight like... o'clock would be like something new and special, and then surrounding it would be like Grinch, Polar Express, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, I feel like I have very vivid memories of like sitting in the living room with like no other lights on but the christmas tree lights watching the polar express um and it's not like it's not my favorite christmas movie it's definitely not like the best one but it's definitely there it's like it's a definitely <laughs> a film that has christmas element <laughs> i can't believe you guys remember the times you watched this movie <laughs> i mean i don't remember specific i don't remember like it was december 17th 2008 I had Although just that's got... fair. I mean, it's possible that it could have been then. I mean, yeah. At 7 p.m. or whatever you said. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the part that just blows me away. <laughs> because it would be after Jeopardy. We'd turn it on to get the claymation stuff ready. Gotcha. Rest in peace, gotcha. Alex Trebek. Uh, you guys want to start the beat-by-beat beat analysis? Yes. Let's do it. So the movie kicks off, and uh, there are some uh, there are some studios that are involved with this that Connor has notes about. I'm sure. It's I mean the logos aren't that special. <laughs> they just got snow on them. It's Castle Rock and Image Movers Digital. Ah, like I, there's got to be some jingle bells there too, right? It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sets the mood. <laughs> I noted the Castle Rock because of Castle Rock. Oh yeah, the Hulu thing. Yeah, yeah, you can see, see my blurry head in there. I just episodes. I just didn't that just get canceled? Did it? I don't know. I think so. I never finished the first season. Oh, you just man, found yourself and it. went goodbye. <laughs> it, was it any good? Uh, I remember enjoying it. I, I saw the first couple of episodes and I remember being into it. But it was one of those things that uh, it fell in the cavern of you start watching it with your partner and then you have to be have the same schedule to continue watching the episodes. Uh, right. If I can't binge it myself, I have a hard time keeping up. Yeah, I, I can binge things by myself perfectly fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, uh, we, get, we get through the, uh, the studios, and then we are, we are treated to our opening narration, which is uh, one, part of the uh, probably three or four minutes of this movie that have to do with the book yeah this is very like it's just the iconography yeah that opening spiel narration just annoyed me so much (laughs) it sounded like it was going to be the start of a christmas rhyme it was and you couldn't hear anything through the house not even a something or even a mouse i i can't remember now because it's not christmas yet but you know, it sounded like, you know, he was all in his bed under the sheets and then completely different line. I, I was expecting a rhyme and was disappointed. I was like, what the heck? 
oh man if this movie didn't give any of its main characters names and had to rhyme dialogue the entire time that would be rough it wasn't the entire time <laughs> i know but... guy. i just wanted that <laughs> just a long an hour and 40 minute poem more oh. rhyming than any of the Dr. Seuss movies have given us. I mean, if the whole thing was rhyming, I think that the fact that none of the characters had names would have probably fit better. Yeah, because our main character is named Hero Boy. Yeah, and I didn't notice it till the credits. Do you know who his three actors are? Uh, no. So the, motion, so the motion capture... Oh, okay. Um, all of the motion capture in this movie was done by adults. So all of the boys' movements are Tom Hanks, but they gave them oversized props to make them look like regular-sized thing in child-sized hands awesome. instead of regular-sized thing in adult-sized hands. And they've That's done that fun. with a, they've done that with a lot of mocap movies. Uh, Mars Needs Moms. The main character was played by Seth Green the entire movie until they screened it for a test audience, and they were like, "Hey, why does the boy sound like an adult?" That was a mocap movie. Yeah, this huh. is also a mocap movie. Yeah, this one I I can see it more. Wasn't that like I didn't see Mars Needs Moms. Nobody saw Mars Needs. Moms. I was like an adult by that point. Was, I did not see that. Yeah, it was it was 2012. It was bad. I mean, they um, did do that with the uh, with the new Cats movie, right? Uh, no, <laughs> actually, release the butthole cut. <laughs> I... Actually, the Cats movie wasn't mocap. They just filmed them. It was then... mocap. <laughs> yeah they just filmed them and then like painted the fur on they didn't call it motion capture it was digital f- perfect fur technology gross <laughs> <laughs> hey man it was it more enter- it's more entertaining than this i disagree with that sentiment having seen them both but uh also the voice of hero boy is daryl sabera uh, Juni Cortez himself. Oh! That's and, why he sounded familiar. Uh, husband of Megan Trainer. No way. Good yeah. call. Fun fact about that. And then the uh, additional motion capture was done by Josh Hutcherson. Oh, okay. And that's... He was like child-aged at this point, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think they must have used him for wide shots or something. Or, like, when the boy had to interact with the conductor. And you know what's the connection there with Josh Hutcherson? The author of the Polar Express also wrote Zathura. Damn, I was gonna say Zathura. And Jumanji. As a joke, and then... No, that's that's what it is. Whoa, really? Yep. That's really cool. That's very cool. cool. Anyway, sorry, this is a Luke yeah. episode. Go, go. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a neat specific episode. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we get that opening narration. Um, we start to find out that Hero Boy is uh, not as stoked on Santa as he once was. I gotta say, too, now, if you had known from the start that his name was Hero Boy, I feel like your, expect, your expectations get this much higher. Whoa, is Hero Boy gonna face, (laughs) like, you know, evil kid? How's he gonna save the day or be active? Yeah, yep, nope, he's just gonna, huh? And, uh, (laughs) just look unsure most of the time. Make a lot of grunting noises, yeah. Yeah, 
And I think a big thing, so one of the biggest complaints people have with motion capture animation, I'm a animation dweeb, so like I have a lot about this, uh, is the eyes. Like the eyes are dead. They don't really show any emotion or movement. They kind of just like look like they're copy and pasted on. Sure. And I think it's interesting. This movie, the first shot you see is hero boy opening his eyes and like it lingers on his eyes for a while and i'm like you're showing off your biggest flaw immediately bobby what are you doing well i mean what what came out this year that we're comparing it to though because shrek 2 and the incredibles i mean What, what came out this year 2004 it's shrek 2 polar express incredibles are like I thought we were talking 2020. Oh. oh. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. But I feel like, I don't know, neither neither Shrek 2 nor The Incredibles is going for the same vein of not exactly photorealistic, but... No, I know. It's we're just... We're trying to run next to that train. That's just like the problem with motion capture is the is the eyes and like yeah. they just it looks bad oh also shark tail previous episode on this show Oof. uh shark tail beat <laughs> this we forget about shark tail shark tail beat this for a uh best animated feature nomination at the oscars that's insane it, wow the incredibles won but the three nominees were incredible shark tail and shrek 2 and this was the same year same 2004 that's a big yikes for me dog is that a quote from It's Always Sunny? Uh, I don't know. It could be. I, there's just a scene know. where <laughs> it's Dee possible. starts doing a, uh, you know, uh, she wants to do a, uh American Idol thing just mm-hmm. so that she can belittle everyone else. And uh, Frank is the Simon guy. And he's, it's got to be a no for me, dog. Oh, yeah. And, well, uh, that's the <laughs> reference to Randy Jackson from... It's a little bitchy, dog. Okay, all right. Around this time was like the peak of American Idol, I think. I watched American Idol religiously from like season two until like the Taylor Hicks season. I was just about to say, Soul Patrol, I was really into it. I voted for him. Me too. And then I got to middle school and then it was like, I don't have time for American Idol. Right. Never, never really got into it, you know. Uh, and then uh, even now, I just hear it's mostly whoever has the biggest sob story wins, you know. And uh, you know why? Why are you showing me what happened in their past? You know how well can they sing? You know, <laughs> that's all like, I care about. Yeah, man, that's why Taylor Hicks was all about him because his only sob story was he's thirty-five and has gone fully gray. He went gray at like <laughs> nineteen. Yeah, this is the whole thing. Soul Patrol. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then he only sang on cruise ships afterwards. I don't remember why I researched that, but he did a lot of cruise ship singing. That's what that's what happens when you win American Idol and you're not uh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this tangent started on eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eyes bad. Yeah, uh, it was it was too close up on the eye. We saw him in the bed, and then we looked through the keyhole, and we looked at his eyeball very that's close a, up. That's a very modern Robert Zemeckis shot. He likes doing the keyhole. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I don't think it's 
visually unimpressive for the time. It's for the time, yeah, it's impressive that they did the motion capture. But like there are times when it looks like it's a video game glitching. Uh, and it just I don't know, it doesn't have a type of look that like it's like if you wanted it to look so realistic, why didn't you just make it live action? It's tough too, because again, if you said the Incredibles came out the same year as this, like the same month, I think. When the scene I always think about is when Mrs. Incredible, when the plane blows up, she does that bubble thing around uh, her kids, lands in the water. That ocean is amazing. That looks like real water. I think, like, uh, yeah. In that, I mean, maybe that's just that's. I know that's just Pixar, no. You're not wrong. Amazing animation. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's entirely accurate. Like they're just they're trying a new thing, and you kind of respect it. But like, at the same time, you. I just, I don't know. Not visually appealing to me. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, uh, the hero boy, when he first uh, looks unsure and, you know, as he should not go on the train full of strangers, mm-hmm. you know, we're an adult. Yeah, the first time he says no there, it's just a very awkward thing. And then when Billy the Lonely Boy chases after the train to get back on it, like, it just looks awkward and uh yeah that's that's, it just looks weird right Uh, yeah there there's there are some awkward looks for sure i cannot argue that point um i think it's good we're getting the how the animation looks over with at the top so we can just plow through the rest of this plot (laughs) (laughs) i I have a feeling it'll come back (laughs) uh yeah so uh he, our, our hero boy lays back in bed to wait for Santa and uh, a train shows up in the street. The beginning of the whole thing was a dream. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> um, and he goes downstairs to check out the train. He rips the pocket of his robe. Yes, his robe. Yeah. It's a uh, very important yeah. hole. <laughs> Remember that hole. It'll come up later. <laughs> it's uh, a surprise hole to help us later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I also, also always he, thought this movie took place at, like, 2 in the morning. It's, like, not even midnight. It's 5 minutes to yeah, midnight. 5 minutes to midnight. It's <laughs> always 5 minutes to midnight. Like, and I get that's late for a kid. But as an adult rewatching it, I'm like, why aren't his parents still up and just like, where are you going? The whole thing. Can you imagine? Just like, he just wanders off in the middle of the night. And his yeah. parents are just like, I don't know. They don't wake up the whole time. <laughs> oh, well, he's just with the train conductor who has my voice. It's a thing all men in our family go through. Yeah, that's another thing is that Tom Hanks voices the voices everyone else yeah tom hanks plays older hero boy hero dad i guess um the conductor who always shouts and eventually ghost hobo and santa claus yeah i think you can hear it for the most part as well yeah uh, it's, for sure. there's not a ton of difference there between those 
mm-hmm. characters. S- Santa Claus is the one where it's like gives you a little pause, like it sounds different enough, but the rest of the time you're just like, "Hi Tom, hi Tom, hi yep. Tom." Yeah, not a and, great uh, Santa, but we'll get there later. Yeah. Was Hero Boy's mom being pregnant? Was that important at all, or was that just something they wanted to throw in there? She was pregnant. She was pretty, yeah. What? Pre- pretty sure she was pregnant. I, I mean, I know you're not supposed to comment, but uh, I thought she was <laughs> pregnant, you know? I did not even notice that. I was just trying to figure out if she would... I just kept seeing the shots of her hair, and I'm like, is she played by Lorraine McFly or not? <laughs> all right, all right. Back to the future, kid. I don't think she was. Well, there's good reason for it. Uh, there's also, there was a split second when uh, the the train is coming down the street, and, like, the boy doesn't know it's a train, uh, where, like, it could have been a tornado. Like a hurricane. <laughs> they do like, sound like trains. That could have been the movie. Uh, the end. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yikes. So... And if that happened to Hero Boy, you know uh, the Lonely Boy's house didn't stand a chance. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so our Hero Boy goes down to the train, and uh, Conductor comes out, who's played by, as we mentioned before, Tom Hanks. It's a crucial year for you, boy. Yes, that's what he tells him. Not sure if you believe or not. It's the Polar Express! All of the above. He screams like 80% of his lines. Yeah, that's that character. He's screaming Tom Hanks. Yep, yep. I don't know. Hobo Ghost also screams a few times. Hobo Ghost is like Tom Hanks doing like... I don't know. Like he's missing some teeth, or he's got. Something I was gonna, in his hobo mouth. hobo ghost is Tom Hanks getting an improv character and not wanting to offend anyone, so he's just like kind of street pirate, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, that is that is I, that's the one character that just throws everybody off, right? Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Someone in IMDb trivia thinks he's the ghost of Christmas past and this is a Christmas Carol story. I don't believe them. I think the whole thing is a dream. But th- well, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. at the end, at the end. Anyway, yeah. train. Yeah, now we're on the train. Uh, Which was questionable to begin with. At least they <laughs> took off the sign that said candy on the side and said, kids, <laughs> come on. Uh, no, this is going to the North Pole. You know, that's just as bad as Halloween and, uh, you know, the candy mobile. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he was, he was right to be cautious there. There's a, there's a brief, there's a brief hesitation. And, uh, then he chases the train and he jumps on. Yeah. Then not... says, F it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going with this strange adult here. Cool Forget train. about stranger danger. Sign me up. Hero boy. Meanwhile, the kids are singing the Polar Express song, and I forgot that, like, every song on this soundtrack is an elementary school concert mainstay. Yeah, because the soundtrack is pretty great. There are two incredible songs. Weird. That's a weird stance. (laughs) That's a weird stance on this musical masterpiece. There are two incredible songs, and then it's just like... That's the way things happen. On the, on the, uh, 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 come on, you know, that's a, that's a classic. <laughs> the song where it's just like, don't think about logic. It's just a train. Move on. Yeah, but song. So it's different. Uh, 
But we, uh, Hero Boy gets on the train and he meets, there's a whole bunch of other kids. There's a slew of other children. Which for some reason we couldn't hear from the train when he was getting on. Mm -hmm. Right. Would have made it a ton more inviting. We got a. If I had heard the sound of other kids and uh, singing and (laughs) hot chocolate and anything else. But none of us. Nope. He was the last stop before the fun. Or was. They had to stop at his house in Maine. He was supposed to be the last stop, right? And then the Lonely Boy thing happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michigan. He's in Grand Rapids. Does it say that? Yeah. Ah, all right. They say, like, this is supposed to go to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where they're talking about Billy's present. And Hero Boy is like, that's my hometown. And then Billy's like, but that's my address. Geographically, that kind of, like, lines up. Like, some of the zanier shit, but, like... yeah. I mean, we, we were just trying ignored to it out. all the kids in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rude. They got on a different Polar Express. Got it, got it. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. They had to stop off in Edmonton. Yeah. We uh, we meet our other protagonist, Hero Girl. Uh, everyone's wearing pajamas because it's the middle of the night and they've all been taken from their beds, uh, a la Labyrinth. And kind we of. meet Annoying Train Boy. Uh, know it all. That's what he's credited as. All right. Yep. Know it all. Played by Man Dark. Oh my god, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh definitely like think he's in my family. Um, <laughs> what? That is, left, that is left intentionally vague. Um, okay. <laughs> oh man, so you're gonna see this person at Thanksgiving? Uh, probably not at Thanksgiving because of the world. But like, yeah, that's. Hey, well Def- then we have one good thing happening. <laughs> Maybe in of Christmas it. of 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe eventually. Yeah. Listen, the less amount of time I can spend around people like that, the better. <laughs> yeah. Around Mandrake. <laughs> I will say, uh, I think that probably uh, family member number one um, has, <laughs> has gotten better as uh, he or she has gotten older. Okay. Um, well, but anyway. know it all. Know it all, kid is funny. Know it all, kid sucks. But he makes me laugh because his voice is silly, and he'll just like pop in and say bullshit. And you're just like, all right, buddy. <laughs> uh, he reminded me of. Well, I guess he didn't really remind me. Of the he was the annoying character, like the neighbor from the Turbo Man movie. Um, Phil Hartman from Jingle yeah. All the Way. It was less than a week ago. <laughs> Did Polar Express fill your head so much? <laughs> yeah, the, the train came running. There is through. nothing except Polar Express. <laughs> uh, Know-it-all guy didn't remind me of anybody, but uh, the lonely boy reminds me of Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle. He yeah, does. He has the definitely. haircut. And the ears. Mm. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dewey starts the question of we can't draw dirty at all. Um, something that we're going to run into later. No, like we can't. Like we fall into a pile of coal and then oh, on the other dirt. side and there's yeah, no yeah, yeah. soot. On, no, yeah, like no physical dirt at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we pick up We pick up another kid on the way. He is Lonely Boy. Um, he does. He can't decide to get on the train but he doesn't decide fast enough he's running and he's running 
we have to stop the train. Who but Hero Boy can stop the train by pulling the e-brake? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is this when they start uh, talking about the tickets? When the first punches happen, or was that earlier? Uh, I think it's right after Lonely Boy gets after on. After this, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, this starts a long-running uh, joke of Tom Hanks, train conductor, pretending like he's going to be mad at children, but never really being mad at children. <laughs> There's one or two times where he seems legitimately pissed. <laughs> but is it at the children? I don't know. Yeah, his job must be old. just must suck. A nightmare. <laughs> he just blows it off. There's that whole lose a ticket thing. This isn't good. Yeah. You get to conduct the train now, little girl. And uh, I'm going to yet. take you away in the most ominous fashion possible to give you a cool experience. Do we pass Robot Santa already? Do we? Yeah, Robot Santa yeah. was a while ago. It's in a department store. It's got like the wheel in its back. It's a it's a Macy's display. Yeah, wow, what was out. the name of that place? Well, that store? Uh, all the kids knew it, and it sounded like Herbert Shammers. That was something like that. <laughs> Herpel and... Shimers. Oh, that's that's much less nonsense than it's Herbert an old, Shammers. It's an old department store in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is the author of the book's hometown. Ah, uh, I guess I never really realized how focused this was on... Uh... It's very Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Our... But... Uh, Two, three, three guests ago now. Kyle Jurassic will appreciate that. Oh, okay, cool. Just Hero Boy's look of disappointment when the robotic Santa, when he sees the gear in the back, just blows me away. Like, that that's the Santa you thought was real. You think everybody <laughs> dressed up in a red suit is the real Santa Claus. I mean, I think it's more just him being like, yep. That Santa's not real. No Santa must be real. No Santa's real. He had hope there. He looked a w- he looked a little crushed. He was disappointed. Yeah. He's on a magic train that's going in the middle of the street. Like, I guess he kind of expected it to, like, turn to him and be like, Hello, hero boy. I'm real. Uh, his All right, I guess anything name. can happen in this dream. His sister has a name. Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. I just... Don't understand the choice of who to name and who not to name. Yes. Um, but anyway, so we pick up we pick up Lonely Boy, Los Lonely Boy. He gets on the train. We love the Black Keys. <laughs> Los Lonely Boys. Yeah, I know, but I was thinking of the Black Keys song. Ah. This the episode can be called something about how the train never gets back on track. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So now everybody has arrived on the train, um, and the conductor comes around and introduces the concept of everyone has a ticket, and he's going to punch one to two letters in them. Uh, oh, what's yeah. that? Oh, a ticket just flew in through my window. That's weird. It has. M and C on it. Oh, I wonder what that means. <laughs> Nothing good, I'm sure. Episode long bit. <laughs> uh, first hero boy thinks he doesn't have a ticket, but the ticket is in his pocket because of magic. But it's in the other pocket, not the whole yeah. pocket. Remember, there's a hole in that pocket. <laughs> Don't forget that point. Uh, he gets a B on his... 
annoying boy. A B E, right? B E. Mm-hmm. Mm. B e bunch of space E. Know it all gets L E, what's that? Uh loser with a really tiny OS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it's time for hot chocolate. For the greatest song on the soundtrack. It's just Tom Hanks going insane in front of a jazz band. It's always funny. It's not bad. I it's did a, definitely play this song in high school jazz band. Yeah, it's a, it's a legit good like Whoa, jazzy very cool. It's a legit like good jazzy fun. catchy song, but I just like that it's like you can picture Tom Hanks in a booth just like screaming and like hot chocolate. Red, oh, we got it. Hey, we got it. <laughs> now in the jazz band, did you guys have tap dancers? did not have any tap dances. Ah, all right. My uh, high school only had 200 kids in it. Oh, wow. That is a third of my graduating class. <laughs> wow. And we were 7 to 12. Uh, I was. My sister actually is an elementary school music teacher. And for one of her holiday concerts, she had her kids sing this. Hot and chocolate. <laughs> it was pretty much just them saying hot chocolate, but like they did the like, Amazing. ooh, we got it, ooh, we got it. And I was just in the back laughing my ass off because I was like, you know what? Good for them. I would have liked to see that. It was cute. Uh, they downed that hot chocolate too. I, I don't yeah. know, whatever it came out of, it usually comes out hot. And I usually have to just let it sit for five minutes before I even touch it. These guys got it poured out and drank in a song. But remember, they only have one rule. Never, never let it cool. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta scald your throat with it. <laughs> there's dancing and there's hot chocolate going everywhere. It is a great sequence. Everybody gets chocolate wasted. I think... <laughs> I, like, I like this sequence so much because it's like one of the few times the movie allows itself to be animated instead of just like... A live action movie with animated skin you know what i mean Connor, it's a magic train yeah but like the You're hot chocolate is magic like train to the north pole but it's it's like being cartoony like the hot chocolate's flying everywhere like this is something where it's like oh this couldn't be done in live action and look good they ride the train rides across a lake and slides all over the place and then there's train tracks in the lake yeah. Then they climb a mountain. They're on a roller coaster. It's a magic train. Why are the tracks even important? There weren't tracks in front of the kids' houses. Ah. That's true. It's yep. just now that there are. Now there's. Uh. Anyway. It's Christmas magic. All they right. don't find the tracks until they've collected all of the children and then they can get on the tracks. I think and then the tracks Christmas, become very important. I think it's Christmas tripping, is what it is. <laughs> After the uh, after the hot chocolate is drank, uh, we find out that Hero Girl doesn't have her ticket, um, and Tom Hanks finds out, and there's some tension because maybe maybe the conductor is going to toss this little girl off the train. Right before that, uh, there's the camera follows the ticket like scooping all around just all around and it's a shot that's like hey remember i directed forrest gump like with the feather yeah 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 i directed forrest gump and i'm doing it again oh that's that's a good one 
That's yeah, but nice, uh, nice two points important. for you, Connor. Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> nice important plot point there of a solid three minutes of watching a ticket go through nature. Yeah, it almost gets yeah. like eaten by wolf. It's like the uh, new Lion King with the fur going to Rafiki scene where they extended that to like five minutes. Did you guys do ever do the uh, riding on the Polar Express when you were kids? Nah. Uh, I remember hearing that? about it, but... Was this uh, like a mall thing? No, it's like... It's like a little fake train ride. Um, the one that was near me had like... There were like... They must have been wooden cutouts of wolves along the track. And then we went to a place and we met Santa. Um, everybody got a bell at the end. Um, wow, that sounds fancy. <laughs> yeah, like, right. No, no, in a town where you have 200 people, 7 to 12 <laughs> yeah, in this... high school, you had a Polar Express? <laughs> this happened in a different town. <laughs> That's where okay. all that's where all the town's money went. Not to getting kids for the school, but for the Polar Express. For the Polar Express. Makes sense now. Uh, I didn't know you were from Grand Rapids. <laughs> I don't remember what year it was, but I remember that I asked Santa for a Game Boy Color. So that should tell you how long it's been. Dope. Yeah, that's before this movie. Yeah. The book still existed, though. Yeah, I know. Book was good. Yeah. Book was a favorite. Well, the book it was such a thing that they had the cat and the hat it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting that that's your one adaptation <laughs> to go for. But... The perfect storybook movie. Um... Oh, we don't have to talk about the cat and the hat movie. Oh, someday we're going to have to talk about the cat and the hat. I know, and I don't want to talk about the cat and the hat movie. <laughs> <laughs> the ticket floats away. Tom Hanks takes Hero Girl away. Hero Boy sees the ticket right as it goes through a grate and he tries to grab it and he, he does grab it he grabs it he fishes it out of the grate important to mention too i think that he's the one that lost it initially mm-hmm. right i think uh that's something we glazed over there hero <laughs> boy being a jerk also important we're a to bunch mention. of hero boy apologists also important to mention uh the conductor takes hero girl and takes her to wherever she's going by walking across the roof of the train instead of like going through other cars a lot of walking on the roof of the train um across the board yep that's just not safe Um, where's osha there's no osha at the north pole (laughs) it's a problem Um, yeah uh yeah so hero boy grabs the ticket and he goes to give chase sees that they're going up on the roof he follows them on the roof of the train the train is going fast <laughs> yeah, it's that was, we sh- that's something important to mention <laughs> like and they're just they're walking across it mm-hmm. uh the conductor and hero girl are very far ahead um hero boy is is desperately trying to keep up when he bumps into Tom Hanks number three, ghost as, hobo, as a ghost hobo with a hurdy gurdy, which like you don't see many hurdy gurdies around, or hobos on top of trains, <laughs> mm-hmm. for that matter. Yeah, you're right about that. Of all, you know, like I, I get that the inside of a car could shield you from the elements, but I'm just going to be the most exposed to them, <laughs> hobos. With fingerless gloves. Mm, well, yeah, that's that's the hobo look. Yeah, but there's no way he can he can play that instrument anymore because 
his frostbite. Yeah. Remember, he's a ghost. <laughs> Do we know he's a ghost? Yes, he disappears multiple times, leaving only his that, hand behind. Does that make him a ghost? That's how ghosts work, usually. Or does that make him something else? And why does he need to be wearing a coat, then? What do you think he is, a <laughs> demon? Uh, maybe. <laughs> he does feed the kid dirty sock water. Dirty sock coffee. Uh, that's not coffee, that's tea. He specifies it's Joe. Joe me yeah, coffee. But there's no other ingredients aside from hot water and dirty sock. Ghost. Which I'd coffee. say makes it tea. In a Just way. Sound like more like a tea. In <laughs> a way. Anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> there is a character on the top of the train. He is a hobo. Um, he has a little fire pit. He's played by Tom Hanks. I guess it's not so much of a fire pit. It's just a fire. He's roasting a thing. He says some cryptic stuff to Hero Boy about maybe that he shouldn't believe in Santa, which is like a point in the demon column, Connor, I guess. He kind um, of is the one who brings out the seeing is believing slash believing is seeing theme of the movie. Right. This is also, like, the first time the hero goes, like, oh, am I dreaming? Like, he gets to this point and is like, hey, maybe this magical train that picked me up in my house isn't real. Uh, he says to himself, maybe this is all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> Salt and pepper and heavy D up in a limousine! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I couldn't think of the next line, but it's a great song. <laughs> Tell you what, that's what this movie was missing. That yeah. right there, that soundtrack. They would have uh, had time for it if they weren't approaching Flat Top Tunnel, which looks like a demon face. Yes. Uh, so, Ghost Hobo has skis. Uh, Ghost skis. Ghost skis. Ooh. Um... Which he's going to use, those are a special tool that are going to help us right now to catch up with uh, the conductor and hero girl. Um, and it's good that we have skis because the entire top of the train cars is sheer ice. And surprise, it's been sheer ice the whole time. Oh, uh, here's an interesting thing. Uh, on some ABC Family airings, the scene we just described with the hobo at first is completely cut for time. That makes sense because who needs it? <laughs> yeah. What did that add to the movie? So I want to know where the cut is. Uh, Does he look up and go, wait, and then like shows up in a pile of coal? This results from the boy looking towards the light from beyond and then it abruptly disappears. I think it cuts to commercial and then cuts back in with him being in the front of the train. That's a weird cut. I makes want as say. much sense as anything else. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, as Connor mentioned, they're about to get to Grubby Gooch Tunnel. Um, and Come they got a... What did you say? It's what it's, it's called. It's a tunnel. It's called Flat Top Tilted Tunnel. Tilted Timbo Tunnel. Flat, Flat Top, Top Tunnel. Army Haircut Tunnel. <laughs> Gus from Recess Tunnel. Yeah. Um, and they have to <laughs> ski at it real fast. And then they got to jump... In the pile of coal, because they can't walk through the train cars. 
because ghost hobos are not allowed. Just uh, physics wise, <clears throat> does that work? Can you? I feel like being on top of skis, on top of a train, going down a hill super fast uh, would almost be a more stay in place thing. Uh, I feel like the wind resistance would push you back. You'd think that, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking too much. I'm sorry. Real life doesn't have as much Christmas magic. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, Hero Boy, once he is in the coal car, Ghost Hobo is gone. Hey, real, just... no, one other real quick question here. Is this the scene where Hobo jumps, hits the side of the wall, and then his coffee mug bounces back? Yep. Yep. So... The coffee this... mug was real. He was not. <laughs> I'm wondering if that changes anything. Like, uh... Huh... Does that mean his fire was real? The sock water was real, or uh... maybe maybe he's died recently? Is Hero Boy the ghost? Okay. He, he, he so his setup is still on top of the train because he died up there, probably from hitting the tunnel. <laughs> they fished his dead body out of the coal. Yeah, he he just keeps reliving it. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Um, and. Hero Girl and Hero Conductor Tom Hanks are in the engine room with Larry the Cable Guy and Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> that works. I thought Who they were driving accurate. the train. Yeah, they sounded like they were voiced by Jim Cummings. They weren't. Uh, that was just, I was disappointed to find that out. For the re- Just for the record, they weren't voiced by those two guys either. No, no, they're they're, right, vo- right. <laughs> they're voiced by one guy. It's like Andre something. Their names the are apparently no, their names are apparently Smoky and Steamy. Hmm. They, they names. have names. Yeah. Uh, this is another part where I noticed the uh, the dirt thing, um, mm-hmm. and I was curious about whether like they physically we didn't have the technology to draw dirt or. I don't. I, or because it's a dream, it doesn't matter. Or... I, yeah, I can't. I can't tell you. I think it might have just been an issue of, hey, there's a lot of like elements that could get put on them at this point, and we don't want him dirty for his like meeting Santa thing. Well, they could have had like, a, I don't know, some kind of magic cleaning dust. Yes, the sky is the limit. You're on a know. magic Christmas train. I don't know. Yep. They pick the effect. weirdest place to make rules. Maybe particle effects are difficult. I don't know. <laughs> um, Smoky and Steamy are driving the train. Uh, or fixing the light. Yes. They're fixing the light. They got to stop for some ugly ass caribou. Yeah. So the sweat on the guy's face mm-hmm. looked more realistic than the caribou. The caribou looked like they were from 1992. They looked awful. <laughs> but why did... I don't know. why They pick the weirdest things to focus on. Yeah, because yeah. they had to make so many of them, and it was like, it's more important if the Just humans look paste. real. <laughs> yeah. it's Man. I don't know. I don't know... Like, I can't personally do animation. I just like to like right. watch it and like learn about it. So it's like, almost like that Toy Story scene where like Andy's friends come over and they're all just copies of Andy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's uh, they're all just caribou. <laughs> oh man! But uh, they clear yeah, the caribou. 
by... There's uh, caribou all over the tracks. Um, how are we going to get these caribou out of here? Uh, we... Hurt the we ginger. Find, yeah. <laughs> we find out that uh, the conductor who has the long beard, uh, when you pull on it, he makes... He speaks caribou. But only He's, when you pull on his chin. He scream. Yeah. And scream he is... And screams... And Tom Hanks keeps pulling on his beard until he screams enough to scare all of the caribou away. Also, we're on a lake now. We're on a frozen, a sheer lake face. Yep. And, uh, train go fast, because pin disappear. Yeah. You know what that means? The break, I think? Yeah. It's like, I think it's like the speed. So, like, with no pin, it just constantly go fast. Right. And you know what that means? More roller coaster bullshit. Oh. Is this, is this roller coaster bullshit or is this like what your car does on the street after the first snowfall? Well, no, because like that leads into like the, the steepest grade hill in the world. Oh, yeah, but they got to get out of there first. Yeah. Also, gotta... if you look in the scene when they're trying to find the pin, uh, the like where they put the coal in for the train in the background... There is a flux capacitor there. Oh, really? Ah, yep. Very nice. cool. Robin uh, Zemeckis! Yeah. <laughs> In case you hadn't heard thus far. Uh, so, after some... Some... Directing of which way to go from Conductor Man. Paul Louie! If you will, yeah. <laughs> uh, bangerita! <laughs> the train slides all around, and... Uh, Breaks through the ice, and good news, there are train tracks there. Um, Why don't we cut to the passengers? All right. There's legitimate peril, and it's just like, eh, we're not going to worry about the hundreds of kids who are sitting. Not hundreds. Because it's a hundred like, kids. Uh, the dozen two kids. Feet yeah. Under ice <laughs> there's, water. There, there's maybe like 15 who are just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, like, in, the time of their lives. In the back, the know it all. In the back, the know-it-all is like, you know, my parents told me that hell is real and we're all going to go there. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's uh, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we catch the, they catch the tracks. Uh, they get out of the water. No kids were harmed in the making of this film. And they shoot out back onto the track. Uh, just in time for another roller coaster moment. You know what? I would have loved to see, like, uh, you know, a part of a train sticking out from the water. Like, uh, <laughs> the, you know, a, yeah. a train that didn't make it that yeah. year. And, uh... Oh, well, let's hope nobody was sitting in the caboose. And they're just like, oh, no, lonely boy. And <laughs> uh, he's thinking, how far have... <laughs> uh, They played at the Big E last year. Um, anyway... Um, what, what about the I, weird stop off into the abandoned toy car? Yeah. Uh, so I had this game on PS2, right? Um, <laughs> this game? This game, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely, it was like a one sitting game for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Like maybe, maybe a five hour playtime. Um, but that weird puppet, the one that he comes face to face with. Uh, the one like, that is the exact design of the Jim Carrey Scrooge from Robert Zemeckis' yeah, A Christmas like. Carol. Yep. Easter egg. The, 
It's the Christmaverse. And the also, he runs into a Pinocchio. Which, guess who's directing the live-action remake of Pinocchio? Wait, do those count as Easter eggs if the movies hadn't even come out yet? I mean, I think the <laughs> uh, I think the Christmas Carol one is definitely because, like, they had to uh, have that in production at that point because animation takes so long. Okay, but the Pinocchio one, absolutely not. Even though Robert Zemeckis is directing Disney's new Pinocchio, and guess who's playing Geppetto? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> and Pinocchio. He's probably going to pull that shit. He's also playing the whale. And the whale. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's going to make him sing as Geppetto. Is Geppetto right? I'm thinking Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> he's probably uh, also going to be Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. It's just yeah. going to be a Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the only cast member. Right. All, they all talk to each other in the same voice. <laughs> God, I wish I was a real boy. Hey, you don't want to think that, buddy. <laughs> the roller coaster was before the uh, before the big lake. Well, there are multiple roller coaster segments. Yeah, but after we get out of the lake, where it's like smooth. It's sailing. smooth sailing with the yeah. with the abandoned toy room and the oh, the boss wants to re bicycle things. Yeah. And it's like kind yeah, of like, jokes. It's kind of right. like the Island of Misfit Toys, but like only one eighth baked. <laughs> um, oh man! And yeah, now, they were just looking for another song there, right? That's all. Yes. That's what the whole thing yeah. that thing was for. Now that everything is okay, and we're not in peril anymore, it's time for that other song. Oh, the most generic holiday song I've ever heard. Okay. But Hot Chocolate. Hot Chocolate rules. (laughs) This has words and melodies. Hey. Hot Chocolate is just hot chocolate and jazz. It's Um, fun. I like jazz. (laughs) Um, Ooh, we got it. Here we only got one rule. Never ever let it cool. Keep it cooking in the pot. What do you got? It's got more than just hot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, timeless lyrics if it's, you uh, ask me i don't know this just this just feels generic it's just like i like christmas when christmas comes to town it's a fun holiday there are presents and trees christmas christmas the kid is singing about how he's never had christmas because there's vague family stuff going on that they don't want to delve into too much he don't got much you to know is there yeah but he has a huge house um but it's but it's on the wrong side of the tracks the other side of the tracks whatever he says but he's never he's singing about he's never had any christmas at all okay because he's got a rough time of it that doesn't and now he's making friends and they're singing and the northern lights are up there Uh, aurora borealis (laughs) at this time of year at this time of day at this part of the country Sorry, I had to. I literally <laughs> I literally have in my notes Aurora Borealis at this time of year, etc. But if I uh, were this kid, uh, Santa would have been not an option a long time ago. If I've never had a Christmas, there's no way I believe in Santa at this point. <laughs> or you're you're mad at him. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah you want to do... I'm going Sa- to the North Pole to flip them off, you know? Yeah, right. You want to do Santa Revenge, like that new Mel Gibson movie. <clears throat> Batman, yes. Um, after the song, we arrive at the North Pole. <whistles> the North Pole! Which has a lot of... I know that it was probably that they were just trying to show off like all the different types of apartment buildings that they could draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means there's like an elf society with like a hierarchy of how do you uh, how does it work? How do they are some elves making more money than other elves? Uh, probably are they affording better housing. Um, probably. Why does that exist in the North Pole? Because why don't they all have nice housing if Santa can pay for a a magic bullet train? Does Santa pay them? I don't know. Exactly. I think Santa should be sat down and the elves should unionize. Are there girl elves? I think there are a few, yeah, but for some reason, some of them also looked bald. There were a lot of bald elves. Elves can't be bald? No, they can be, but I was like, oh, the girl elves are also bald. That's interesting, I think. I don't know. Maybe drawing hair was hard. I mean, yeah, CGing hair is hair is one of the hardest things to do. Hair and ladies' faces. Eyes. <laughs> hair and eyes and this. Yeah. Uh. Because, um, I mean, there has to be something else the elves do the other days of the year. Unless right? they get paid. Who knows? <laughs> unless they get paid, like, $52,000 in a day, and it's just like, well. It's just it does look like hard work. Yeah. We'll see you around Thanksgiving when we have to start constructing. The train arrives at the North Pole. Uh, all the kids, the conductor is ushering all the kids to go to the town square for some sort of santabration. But Lonely Boy is still on the train. And Hero Boy and Girl don't want that. Lonely Boy has to come meet Santa. But he doesn't want to because poor. Right, yeah, because vague, unfleshed out poverty thing. Um, (laughs) So they hop back on the train car and accidentally hit the brake. And it gets disconnect speeding through the town. Yeah. The movie has a lot of the characters explain what's happening. Where they're like, oh no, our car got disconnected and now we're heading towards the middle of town. This was a Which, PS2 level? You know, uh, probably important for a movie meant for, like, five-year-olds, you know? <laughs> I guess, but they can see it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh... What? I, I guess they just had to throw in more misadventures in there? Yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> this movie really pads out its runtime to reach 100 minutes. Sure Well, the does. book is, like... book is, what, 12 pages? Yeah, but, like, even when they <laughs> get... When they get to the North Pole, there's still, like, 45 minutes left. Yeah, that means only 45 minutes-ish have passed. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, almost an hour, because right. it's it, it's an hour and 40 minutes. You're right. Well, credits-wise, how long are the credits? I don't know. 8 to 10, probably? I think less. I don't know. I, I don't know, know either. I, I stopped. Know. I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's um, no post credit scene for this. There's no... Uh, Tom Hanks conductor like walking onto the screen and being like maybe you 
can get a ticket too. Tom Hanks will return. <laughs> oh man. But Josh Groban is kind of like a post credit scene. It's the song. I guess yeah, so. You came here for the growth, you know? I came here for the hot chocolate. <laughs> uh, anyway, the train car is disconnected. It's barreling through the streets. Uh, no elves are around because they're at the Santa thing. Um, train... Are there tracks at this point? Yeah, there are. Yeah. There's, okay. there's a track through the town. They do show it. Uh, the train ends in a one of those things. Train stations, the tra- right? The, Turntable. Turntable, yeah. It's been uh Thank you, Thomas. The... <laughs> yeah. I have I have seen my nephew less because of the pandemic, uh, and thus it's been a while on the Thomas the Tank Engine. Um uh, so now they hero boy, hero girl, lonely boy, they all need to get back to the center of town. Um they don't know they where get to up go. to more shenanigans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They hear some Christmas music and they figure they better follow it because that's there's people that way. Um, so they they follow the tracks. Um, and none of them are wearing are wearing good shoes for outside or for slippery things. They came out of bed. Yeah, why is she wearing rain boots then? Oh, I don't know. She likes wearing her rain boots to bed. Yeah, this She's is wearing like, like I don't know puddle jumping boots everyone else is wearing like yeah maybe slipper she, moccasins she thought about the snow i guess yeah she's I the don't. only smart one um, yeah i mean that's that's just accurate <laughs> <laughs> they follow the train tracks they get through uh the area that it, it's full of conveyor belts this is another mm-hmm. ps2 level um <laughs> where toys are well toys would have been coming in and out of toys are all in the big uh the big sack now. Well, what happens if you did that wrong in the PlayStation 2 game? Would you die <laughs> if you fell off? Oh, man. Does it just do like that ouch and then fade to black and then you go back? I, I yeah. think it's more that. Mm-hmm. Than it has just to die. Be. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's kind of how license game work. They just like did the little stars around the heads and it was like, go ahead, try again. It doesn't show you the result of what happens when <laughs> after he falls. <laughs> <laughs> All of the like the, the conveyor belt stuff was very platformy. Remember, Follow you want to stay thing. on the belt and press the X button whenever you yeah. see a toy come your way. <laughs> uh, they traverse the conveyor belts. They end up in the... the uh, I, I guess this is like Command Central. The, the naughty or nice room. The naughty or nice room that has uh, a bunch of TV feeds of real footage of actual yeah. human children if you instead want, of cartoons. If you want us to be impressed by your animation and like, wow, this looks so realistic, don't incorporate live action footage. Like, <laughs> that just, that really bothers me. The only time it's worked for me in an animated movie where it's just like, oh, here's like footage of something live action but like the world is animated, but this is live action. You'll forget about it. The only time it's worked is Wally because they have an explanation for it. Mm. But like, yeah, this just like, oh, I forgot this existed, and it made me so mad. Yeah, I interesting did not choice. Remember, there. Yeah, I was watching it and thinking, holy shit, the little boy who like put gum in his sister hair, and they just repeat him going, "I didn't do it. I didn't do it." <laughs> Ah, let's give him a break. It's Christmas. Yeah, they gave him a pass because it's Christmas, little gum boy. But they put him on the like 
Next year, we're watching him extra hard list. Check him twice. Now let's go into the thing where you put checks in the drive through bank. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> another a, another separate PS2 level was... Uh, yes, all the role... All, thing. <laughs> every set piece is a PS2 level. <laughs> I mean, like this is the stuff this is the first time we're actually starting to see like different scenes and inside the train this has to be most of the game here yeah uh, there was a lot of the game was fighting that one puppet you have to traverse different train cars he was a villain um, wow. i remember playing the game after not having seen the movie for a while and then thinking that he was going to be a much larger part and a much larger villain yeah he's kind of enough yeah He's kind of just controlled by a uh, hobo ghost. Right. Which is a weird thing to happen. <laughs> but you know, one year, uh, some years, it's it's the day of the Super Bowl, and like you need something to do before the game starts, so you play all the way through the Polar Express. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, after, we, after we see Command Central, we... Go. We go through the mail tube, the, the bank tube. I think they call the it the house. pneumatic. Yeah. Which there's no way these kids know how to operate. You know, I would oh. trust these kids no. driving a car, but they get in this thing, which <laughs> zooms off so fast. They get you know, in. They're like, they're getting wrinkles <laughs> on their face, and there's no seatbelt. You know, like thinking too much. I have to stop. <laughs> Doing this, this thinking too much thing. This is the hyperloop. Elon Musk is an elf. <laughs> uh, oh man! Then at the end of the pneumatic, they run into Santa's bag of toys, um, which is huge. It's the size of a warehouse. It's 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 a big big bag. Know it all, kids, in there for reasons. Uh, yeah, because we didn't have enough of him he wanted to see what he was getting and all he got was stupid underwear oh uh we didn't mention that the whole thing that we're chasing that we're chasing uh billy finds a present addressed to him lonely boy mm-hmm. um, and i would love it if that was the name on the tag <laughs> oh that would make me so go, happy lonely boy. <laughs> <laughs> just really wanted to hit this home for you on christmas for the lonely rest of boy. your life this is what you shall be. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other kids tell him to drop it. He can't drop it. Uh, he chases it, and that's that's where we are up to this point. Uh, now we're all they all all the kids are inside the uh, the present sack, uh, which is picked up by an elf, Zeppelin. Yep, um, they're they're balloons. Yeah, <laughs> the the elf balloon takes the present sack and is bringing it over to the sleigh for a little bit of artificial tension and knocks the star off of the christmas tree and then they're able to bring it back up and like there's it's just like okay that was what you (laughs) just important five minutes there you you just you just want a little more movement i get you and why does santa's bag have to be that big it's clearly not big enough for the whole world. It clearly has magical qualities that, uh, you know, you're just going to reach in and grab a present. So, you know, it looks like they could have uh, made that the Brian, Brian Cranston Santa bag. I was yeah. going to say, I think it's a way to, tr- like, force itself to be different from 
uh, Twas the Night or the Santa Claus and stuff like that. Where, like, all of those, it's like, it's just a bag. You're reaching and it's magic. And this is like, no, big bag. Like, this will be the <laughs> I- the icon of our Santa is normal sled lump in the back. It yeah. does make a difference. All right, it does stand too out there. Too big for sled to take off. Magic. Yeah. Uh, we find out that the elves knew that the children were in the, in the present sack. Mm-hmm. They're kind of threatening when they talk. They're like trying to be nice, but they're like, we knew you was in there all along. They're kind of greasy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I don't trust them. No. Definitely the type of people that would make you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They boot all the kids out of the present sack. Um, Annoying kid uh, has too much to say, so they just push him. Everyone else, they they push a little less hard. Hero girl has perfect form. As they come down, Tom Hanks tells them it's nice to see them again. And now it's time to meet Santa. Ugly Santa. Bad Santa voice. Yeah, and not Billy Bob Thornton. It's it's truly not. <laughs> Bad Santa voice. Uh, man, yeah. Uh, just a lot of interesting choices there. And this is also when they have the believing thing again. All of the reindeer come out and you see their bells and their bells are going all over and everyone's like, wow, let's focus on the bells. Aren't the bells beautiful? But our hero boy is the anti-Tracy Turnblad because he can't hear the bells. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He can't hear the bells because he doesn't, he doesn't believe yet. Um, but he's standing in front of the literal North Pole. There are reindeer and Santa everywhere. Um, so he stands there and he keeps saying, I believe, I believe, become another person. I believe, <laughs> I believe. Um, Santa hears him and he comes over and he says, what are you doing, kid? What are you? What's that? What are you saying to yourself? And, I wish uh, Santa sounded like that. <laughs> hey What's that? It's hey, just pal. he kind of just sounds like Tom Hanks, but like that thing you do when you're a kid and you try to lower your voice, so you just like kind of put your face downward, and you're just like, yes, yeah. it, this is deep. That's voice. a really good description. So of what it's, it is. so so he's like, hello, little. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello, little boy. It's me, Santa Claus. (laughs) And that's not what Santa is. Um, No. But it's something we've been told leading up to this point is that Santa is going to pick the first kid to get a present for Christmas. um, And upon seeing Hero Boy decide to believe, he picks Hero Boy. So he brings Hero Boy up to the sleigh and he says, what do you want for Christmas? And Hero Boy whispers in Santa's ear, and Santa's like, that is a dope idea, and he gives him a bell. Off of the sleigh. For true believers. Yes. And then Steven Tyler Elf eats the camera. And then Steven (laughs) Tyler is there as an elf. (laughs) He's way too close. Yeah. 
think uh, but that what was better way thing. to ring in Christmas, you know? Yeah, right. then then rocking on top of the world. It's it is a classic. Um, I, is it? I yeah, <laughs> for sure. I disagree. I don't understand. Like, are they friends, Steven Tyler and Zemeckis? Like, no. I thought you were gonna say Steven Tyler and Santa. I think this is kind <laughs> of just like I don't know. They were like, hey, we want a name for the soundtrack. We want Steven... specifically Steven Tyler. Maybe Steven Tyler had a kid and he was like, I want to... Steven Tyler does have a history of wanting to be in animated movies. Uh, he was in the movie Epic a few years later. And during an interview, he's like, it's always been my dream to be an animated character. And I got my wish. I'm Nimgaloo. <laughs> Uh, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Yeah, he was a weird Nim dude. Galoo? Yeah, he was like a slug man named Nim Galoo. <laughs> That's the only dream. because th- I only remember that because past guest Nick Cherry uh, said that a lot <laughs> when I was rooming with him because he just <laughs> found it really funny. Just I got my wish. <laughs> so that's a shout out to you, Nick. <laughs> Just looking at you, Nimbaloo. <laughs> um, remember that hole we've been talking about all movie? That special hole? Full circle. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got a hole in his pocket, and that bell—it's a bell-sized hole. He fall right out. Mm-hmm. So they get everybody gets back on the train. Uh, but on the way back onto the train, it's time for the conductor to punch the rest of a word in your ticket. Uh, so. He takes hero boys and he punches in believe. Because of is this believing. a plot of the book? No, no. The this plot is just of the more book shenanigans. is the plot of the book is just like I'm not sure about Santa. Oh hey, a train. Well, we're at the North Pole. I do I think believe in hot Santa. Chocolate and wolves are both part of the book. Yeah, the bell is part. The bell's yeah. like the big thing. Yeah, but the rest um, is just like whatever filler. Yeah. Enough to make a movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, hero boy gets believe. Uh, hero girl gets uh, led. Lead. Yeah. That's the joke. Uh, uh, for some reason. Know it all kid gets learn. Uh, which is kind of a bummer because he could have written Tiny OS and written Luther. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Could have had, uh, you know, uh, learn when to shut up or, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Conductor. What does this mer- word mean? Well, that says bitch, son. <laughs> uh, Billy gets... A magic one. Depend on... Rely on. Rely on. Count on. Lean on me. If he turned it one more time, it would say, don't have trust issues, kid. Yeah. And... Tells him it's a special ticket because you keep flipping it and it's different, just like when you hole punch stuff in real life. Oh, hey. oh, here comes Connor's ticket. Yeah, the ticket that I totally was going to do a bit about losing it, like halfway through the episode and I forgot about. <laughs> um, but the M and the C, it says here that the ticket is for the movie The Polar Express. That's interesting. Parentheses 2004. And, oh, M and C stood for mediocre. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Full circle! (laughs) Uh, All the kids get back on the train. Hero, uh, everyone wants to see Hero Boy's bell, but Hero Boy dropped it out of the hole in his pocket. Uh, 
for a brief second, it seems like we're going to go and chase and go find the bell, and then the train is moving. Thank Uh, God. (laughs) The train is moving, and the train gets everyone back to their houses. We see them all get dropped off. Billy, Santa, shaking. Santa beat beat Billy to his house. Yeah. He comes out hoisting the, uh, the box up. We never find out what's inside. Gold bars. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's maybe like one. I don't know. Uh, it was a big box. Yeah. For, for one single gold bar. Yeah. And the conductor it's... says the weirdest thing I think I've ever heard. Uh, the thing about trains, it isn't where they're going. It's about deciding to get on. Which is... What does that mean? Not true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not how that works. You kind of got to know where it's a train is going to get, to get on. What it. is that a metaphor for? <laughs> like, the thing about... Believe in what your heart is saying? Feel the melody that's playing? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, what is that? Believe in yourself or... It's not, it's not, it's not, he's not talking about trains. He can't be talking about trains. That would be ludicrous. (laughs) Yeah, that would be absolutely ludicrous, miss. But as a 28-year-old man and as a 12-year-old kid who he just said that to, I wouldn't know what was going on. Yeah, just, okay, sir, can I go home now? Yeah, please, sir, you're standing in the way. It's Christmas. I am very tired. It has been five minutes for three hours. (laughs) Uh, yeah, the hero boy goes back to his house he goes to sleep he wakes up it's Christmas Santa has wrapped the bell up for him and left a note I think one other important plot point that just again why it's all a dream is he gets up and rips the same hole back into yes. his bathrobe oh I didn't even notice that right um, so it could it could be a dream. Yeah, yeah. He was tripping. He but, was tripping but then hard the bell, that night. The, the bell is there, and the parents His parents can't don't know hear about it. it. Yeah, I think I think we can uh, wrap that all up to delusion. And uh, you know, he said later on in life, you know, my friends one by one couldn't start hearing it. I think that's just because his friends left because he's crazy. And uh, you know, uh, that's why they couldn't hear it anymore because they left him by himself. It's possible. Yeah. I have an issue. With And, like, I'm not going to dwell on it because this episode's already long. But I have an issue with uh, Santa movies where Santa is very obviously real and the parents are like, nah. Because it's like, where do these things come from? And they're like, I guess we bought them. I don't know. Like, that just, that always bothers me. I have less of an issue with it here. Yeah, no. Here it's kind of, here it's okay but just as a major thing in general, it fits in that pastiche of something that I don't like. Yeah. In movies where, like, you're getting a huge gift of some kind, where, like, conceivably the parents should know about it. But, like, this is a small enough thing where really it could be like, well, who got that? I, I, yeah. I, maybe I did. Yeah, just like. If Santa dude, is real, here. though, first off, where is his sister's gift? Does he only give out gifts to certain people? Like, uh... Well, his sister hasn't had the crucial year yet. Which sounds weird. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. 
Um, Somehow different. Oh, man. Then Josh Groban. Yeah, then the credits roll and Josh Groban starts a singing. It's what you came for. Believe and now it's time to go. Heart is saying, hear the melody that's playing. <laughs> and that's the Polar Express. That's the way things happen on the Polar Express. Woo! And now we move on to the thing, the criteria, the thing we do every episode to decide whether this movie is better than the 2005. Vindy's Seminal masterpiece. masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> um, using some special criteria. So first on the list, uh, the soundtrack. It's got two Oscar-worthy songs, and the rest are fine. Pacifier. Uh, the soundtrack slaps, man. I, 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 I gotta give the points to the soundtrack. I mean, yeah, but there is no good Charlotte on it. It's just which Christmas soundtrack movie. I would listen to the most, and it, it would be the Pacifier, you know? I, regardless of season, regardless that, you know, you usually would only listen to Christmas music during the Christmas season. Not like. Uh, it's still, I, I would rather listen to those uh, Pacifier songs. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's to each his own. It's not like we to have the definitive answer at the end of this. There's a joust at the end. <laughs> um all right next up is the dieselometer the uh the running list of all vin diesel performances both on screen and off where does hero boy measure up or was hero boy not your main character was someone else i put my hero boy hero boy was my main character so for tom hanks and daryl sabera and joss hutcherson I said that they were the similar, most similar to Vin's performance in The Fast and the Furious Drift 2007 video game. Because it's like mocap a video game. Hmm. Uh, okay, so we're comparing the main character to any of Vin Diesel's movies. The entire body of Vin Diesel doesn't have to just be a movie. Uh, I am most familiar with his movies. I'm not super familiar with his uh, video games as much. <laughs> Could be a, uh, a picture you found on Google Images. You know, it's it really... The, the dieselometer is something you feel in your heart. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, uh, not crazy. Uh, I also think the main character is Hero Boy. Uh, wasn't crazy about his performance. I'm going to compare him to Groot. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, man, but Groot even hit me in the heartstrings. <laughs> oh, that last I am Groot in the first... Uh, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy, thank you. Uh, yikes, I guess I might have to go with... Uh, one of his, I think, worst performance here, which the worst I can see here is the first Fast and Furious movie, which, you know, again, I don't know how... They went more than two. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> It was drastic change in formula. Yeah. Yes, yes. Listen, great drinking movies, but <laughs> they shouldn't have made any. There was, should have been no budget after two, and then three? No. And no. now uh, up to 12. Yes. So I'm going to have to go with or 11. Of the ones I've seen, I'm going to have to go with uh, the earliest Fast and Furious movie. All right. Uh, 
gave it to Awakenings. Um, okay. Ben plays an uncredited orderly. Um, and it was, it was pretty impactful for his career. Um, a lot of people, I think Spielberg is, is on record saying that he saw that and that was something. Mm. Uh, and our lead character's name is Hero Boy, which uh, is about as close to being uncredited as you can be. Yeah, uh, people have said that they think his real name is Chris because the author of the book is Chris Van Ellsberg. It's weird that they didn't just call him Chris. That's a, that's a big stretch, though. You know, it's weird because sometimes it works. You know, it worked in the new Tenet movie. You know, it was kind of cool that the main character didn't have a name. I haven't seen yet. I haven't either. Very cool. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, he's just protagonist, right? Yeah. Did you like it as a kid? Would you have liked it as a kid? As I said, it was always, like, coming on before the Rankin-Bass specials. Uh, as a kid, it was kind of just, like, absolute zero. Just like, this is Christmas feeling and i enjoy christmas feeling but the movie itself i'll watch other christmas stuff as a kid i liked it more than i did as an adult Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah i mean uh maybe it did have some aspect of it that you know i would actually pay attention to the whole thing as a movie instead of periodically check my phone now um i liked it as a kid yeah still kind of like it um Again, not the best Christmas movie, but Christmas movie all the same. Um, Amen. What has the director gone on to do? What has the director gone on to do? So this is the most heartbreaking gone on to do I think we've ever had so far because the director of this is Robert Zemeckis, who is a legendary director. But after this, uh, after this, he has done... He stayed in motion capture world for a little bit because he just he thought it was a cool thing. He thought it was a lot of fun to do. So after this, he did Beowulf. He did The Christmas Carol. Then he came back to live action Flight with Denzel Washington. Uh, The Walk, Allied, Welcome to Marwin. And this year he released a remake of The Witches on HBO Max, which was not a good movie, but I really liked it. Uh, I have heard interesting things about Marwin. Marwin, I'm waiting to watch because I've heard it's a disaster. But before this, he was on the hot streak to end all hot streaks. He's got Castaway, Contact, Forrest Gump, Death Becomes Her, Back to the Future Trilogy, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like... really good track record he's absolutely legendary and then he discovers motion capture and he's like this is my thing forever (laughs) next up uh is there anything as memorable in this movie as the peter panda dance i got four words for you my friend (laughs) oh we got it (laughs) i knew what they would be (laughs) How about you, Brian? Uh, I, you know what? Now that you say it, that hot chocolate scene was by far the standout of, I think, the whole movie. <laughs> um, now, is it as memorable as the Peter Panda dance? 
that was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen a grown uh, man do that could easily knock me out. So uh, I'm going to say maybe not as memorable as the Peter Panda dance, but memorable, most memorable part of this movie. All right. Um, I say the moment when Billy shouts, that's my address, and then jumps after a package into a shoot. Okay. For whatever reason, that really sticks with me. Interesting. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> Next up, who is the Brad Garrett or Carol Kane of the film? The memorable zany side character who has a surprising amount of me to him. Uh, I said Mandark, or aka Gosh. Know-It-All Kid. Know-It-All Kid is is the zany side character that you just want to punch in the face. But uh, the one that has a lot of meat to him, though? Uh, the zany side character with a lot of... Like a, like a fleshed-out character? Is that what that means? Just whoever is your most memorable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Zany's going to have to go to the know-it-all kid. <laughs> um... You know, I initially had Tom Hanks because that's who you think of every time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it around. I'm gonna give it to uh, the two train conductors. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I my initial list was either Know It All Kid or Steven Tyler Elf, but yeah, <laughs> Know It All Kid. And last but certainly not least, is there anything as memorable? as the or anything as crazy as the sound of music subplot from the pacifier if you don't remember that is a uh that's a short it's a short subplot in the pacifier where uh the boy vin diesel is watching has it's discovered that he has a nazi armband in his locker and he's bleached his hair blonde uh everyone is concerned uh as they should be um but vin diesel follows him on a small child's bike and we find out that he's not a nazi he's just playing rolf in a community theater production of the sound of music with a 40 year old liesel vin diesel later goes on to direct that said production of the sound of music it's a short subplot it comes out of nowhere we love it is there anything like it? They found that Nazi band in the kids' locker in the past <laughs> fire, and I freaked out. I was like, <laughs> yep. what just happened? <laughs> what is going on at this moment? They didn't explain it. They waited a full... They let you think that kid was a Nazi for like half an hour. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't think anything goes, you know past that i mean there were some annoying shots in this movie of unnecessary ticket sequences rolling down a hill and uh things like that but that side thing i know <laughs> for me i said it was absolutely the mocap and the fact that this came out the same year as shrek 2 and the incredibles because it looked bad <laughs> okay all right i I said, like, a 
lot of it, man. Like Steven Tyler showing up as an elf, Tom Hanks playing all the characters. But then also the fact that the credits roll, practically no one has a name. Mm -hmm. Um, And that coupled with um, how many stunt actors they have credited on this film. They did the live action stunts, but (laughs) as, you know. At, but they mo-capped him. Yeah, that gets it for me. That is pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, all right, so final ranking and rating. What do you got? Pacifier takes it for me. I agree. I said that this got one mediocre ticket out of four, and uh, it's not even close. All right. I gave it a four Amtrak tickets with steak hole punched into them and a mug of hot sock water. Um, I, I do still love this movie. It's fun. It's crazy dumb at times. But uh, there's heart. Uh, it's definitely not better than the past fire, though. Well, then in that case, I'm going to give this movie uh, two bells out of seven. And I'm going to give the pacifier three and a half bells. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, and... That is the Polar Express. Uh, next up, we are, our guest, Brian, has picked a movie for us. Uh, and we're going to guess what it is. Or he's going he's gonna to give us some clues and we're going to try and guess what it is. It's time to Yeah, play we're not just going to start shouting movies. We're just going to start movies shouting movies. <laughs> uh, All right. It's time for the coming attractions game. Uh, this one is more of a horror comedy. Let me find the year here. 1997. Uh, it's about a serial killer. The effects are terrible. Is it, uh, uh, is the name of this, uh, traditional holiday name that you might think of when you think of this time of year yes okay uh it's uh it's got a uh, someone who uh you know follows chestnuts roasting on an open fire maybe yes there's a kids movie that shares the same name and a similar is concept this, is this a sequel to jack frost no. uh it's the first one <laughs> But it's not the Michael... Is it the Michael Keaton Jack Frost, or is it... No, this is a B-movie with no known actors and the worst production value. Oh, All right. I have I seen didn't know there was another one. It's Yeah, it's a direct-to-video comedy slasher film, apparently. No, the, cool. the, kid, the kid movie came out the year after. That's fun. Huh. Yeah, this came out first. Uh, this was recommended to me by a friend uh, when I was struggling with unique christmas movies other than elf and home alone and things like that i had never seen this movie before i watched the first half of it last night and i cannot wait to finish it okay it is, uh cool awesome yeah, this is another uh drinking movie <laughs> okay yeah, that's well. our specialty yeah i'm excited i'm excited to finish it uh it is i wish i had uh you know, a group of people to watch it with right now because it's just uh, obnoxious. I, I just got to one 
you'll watch it. You'll watch it, and, and you'll see. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. You know, it's just, uh, mm. yeah, a lot of notes. Right. I had a lot of notes on the pacifier too. Let me. Can I, do you guys mind if I pull up my notes on the pacifier quick? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I t- I talked to Connor while recording an episode for TV Trivia Pod on Rick and Morty about how one of the things that annoys me the most is that Vin Diesel is rescuing that one guy who's, like, head of national security, and the password to his briefcase is his kids' names. <laughs> he loves them so much. <laughs> it was an that earlier is no time. excuse. Password <laughs> uh, opening... security wasn't what it is now. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, not... Mm. The opening scene has them landing on a beach in, like, some inflatable raft thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The water behind them is filled with rocks. Yeah, but it's, you know, government inflatable. <laughs> it's very strong. Strong boy. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. Uh, I The way he says the name of your guys' podcast, the No Highway Option, is the worst delivery I have ever heard for that. You know, it's like, it's my way or the highway. His is like, uh, it's my way, no highway. I, I, I didn't know he was saying the same thing there. I didn't know he was saying my way or the highway. I was going to say, if you uh, wait till the end of this episode, you might hear worse delivery of the phrase <laughs> no highway option. I, I did love the inclusion of early 2000s rock in there. The Smash Mouth, mm-hmm. the Good Charlotte that you mentioned. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, did, I was a big fan of that. I have no idea how the GPS system he uses works. It's always a dot on the center of the screen. 2005 <laughs> movie magic. <laughs> Some kind of satellite? No. <laughs> uh, I want to know how many of that shirt Vin Diesel owns. At least six. Because it's covered in, you know, the sewer stuff at one point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the next scene, he's got another white V-neck. He knows what he likes. <sighs> they do. Sometimes those come in, uh, in packs. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I bought mine in a pack, you know, as undershirts to wear under my, like, dress shirts, but not as my... <laughs> Your main shirt. Walking. He wants yeah. to show off his boobs. Oh, man, again, not happy that my angel was the password to the safe vault. <laughs> uh, just something that was on her ring the whole time. Uh, yeah, and how she knew that the house, how she didn't know, the wife didn't know that there was an underground lair built there. Like, how many of these two-week trips does she take to Switzerland with that military guy that the guy, her husband, can build this, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was just some of my notes on uh, the pacifier. All right. <laughs> oh, and then there was that one other scene where all the older siblings watch the youngest boy just pull the tablecloth right off the table. They just watch him. They're seeding the chaos for Shane. Yeah. Mm. They're not friends yet. Not yet. It's their own sibling. <laughs> like, uh, I like even if I was eating or drinking on the table there, I wouldn't like my my instinct would be to like to stop the tablecloth. You know, not to watch it go all on the floor. Funny. Gotta let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta drop it all. The prerogative oh. is funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, those were uh, those were the notes I had on uh, the pacifier. All right, well, All hey, right. thank you so much for being on, Brian. 
<laughs> Thank you for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> oh, do you man. have? Do you want to talk about TV trivia? Uh, plug sure. Whatever yeah. you want. So uh, I have a podcast called TV Trivia Pod. I've had both uh, Luke and Connor on it. You guys, I think remember. I think you guys killed it both times. Just really uh, impressive stuff. <laughs> Uh, that might minus, be for the office, right? Minus knowing any names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, na- I think names tripped us up for both of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Na- names are always the tougher part of the questions. <laughs> but uh, but again, it's just a podcast about TV trivia. So, you know, I've covered the office. Questions like, what color belt is Dwight? Questions on Rick and Morty. Like, uh, who does Pickle Rick fight and eventually befriend? In, uh, you know, when he's Pickle Rick. And uh, I'm doing questions on the boys now. Uh, I had an example question for for that. Like, who does A-Train race for fastest title, fastest man in the world? Uh, Yeah, so it's just a podcast on TV trivia. I have people play along. uh, You know, I'm hoping people can listen and play along themselves. Uh, It's TV Trivia Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, on everything, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and on the Patreon page and Buy Me a Coffee, I release bonus episodes as well with bonus questions and, yeah, even uh, even more there. So, uh, yeah, that's my spiel. Cool. Uh, you can also remember to follow us anywhere uh, at No Highway Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, No Highway Option on YouTube. Um, you want to do chicken? It is chicken time. It is chicken time. Uh, as you know, having listened to this podcast uh, up to this point, or if you're new here, welcome to chicken time. Um, we are... This desperate. isn't a wee thing. <laughs> it's a wee. Uh, it's it's the royal wee. Little I, wee I'm little one of half of that wee, and it's not a yeah. wee thing. He's just, he's just feeling a little grouchy because it's late. Um, he does love chicken, we promise. I like um, chicken, but yeah, and I am a Thai Thai boy, but... <laughs> and, uh... Past guest Kyle Jurassic asked to be roped into this. Uh, he he likes chicken too. Um, we are desperately looking to uh, get in touch with the old owners of the Rafters Bar and Grill in Amherst, Massachusetts. Um, we are looking to find out the recipe of the old Yukon Gold Wings. Uh, the restaurant has since closed, but uh, bonus points if you can uh, put us in touch with them so we can suss out that recipe. And you can call us uh, in order to, you know, put us in touch with them or to talk about anything that you heard in an episode that you want to debate about. Uh, do you want to debate that Polar Express deserved the best animated feature nominee more than Shark Tale? Do you want to say what you thought Billy's present was? Or you could leave, I don't know, two long rambling voicemails like somebody did and the message itself is so long and has to be split up over two episodes at the very end of the show, like a post-credits thing, you could do that, I guess. The number to call in to the No Highway Patrol tip line is 301-941-7493. Or if you remember words better than numbers, that's 301-941-SIZE. And, of course, thank you so much to Ian C. Weber for composing our theme song, the C stands for chocolate, comma, hot. <laughs> you guys plug chicken? <laughs> that, that's a Luke thing. <laughs>
Um, all right. <laughs> and yeah, tune in next week where we're going to be talking with another special guest about the 1997 R-rated horror comedy Jack Frost. Not the Michael Keaton turns into a snowman because he died debatably horror comedy Jack Frost. <laughs> Uh, all right and that's that's the episode uh, you'll see us next week for that thing that connor just said um for no highway option i've been luke and i've been connor and i'm brian <laughs> and these have been all of our opinions uh, and if you didn't like them too bad because it's our way no no, no highway, no highway you start doing this and I was like is this the go and it was too late I was like oh Hi, this is Bradley from the uh, from the the B College podcast up show that you guys were on, and you know that I was on your your show that time. Um, I don't really have anything to say. I think you know you guys have a you have a good show and everything. Um, I think you should you know do Inspector Gadget and have me back, but besides that, you know, I think it's, I think it's a very good show, and I, I, I like listening. Um, my, my initial idea with this, this voicemail was to leave a five hour long voicemail. Um, I don't think that your inbox will allow that. Um, but I think, I think it would be cool, you know, because then, you could have a five hour or six hour episode because you guys usually have like hour and a half long episodes. So it'd be about six and a half hours if you played this whole voicemail. Um, how's everyone going? Is is everyone good? Everyone's good. That's good. You didn't think I was still here, but you, you didn't. But I'm, but I'm still here. I'm still, I'm still hanging out, leaving this voicemail. Um, I do think you should also do Shrek and Shrek Two and Shrek Three. Um, actually, no, Shrek Three kind of sucks. Don't do Shrek Three. Maybe I haven't seen Shrek Four. Maybe you should do Shrek 4. I, I like listening to your podcast, one, because, you know, it's funny. But two, it lets me hear the plot and how every movie that I wanted to see but just didn't actually want to see, like, it, it tells me what happened and all of them and stuff. So uh, you should do Shrek 4 so that I can um, know what happens in that movie. You should also do, uh, what's the longest movie ever made? Because you guys should do that too. Um, 
What else? What else do I got? Um, some movie I was thinking of the other day that I was like, oh, they should totally do that. But I, I don't remember what it was, but it was a long movie. And I wanted you guys to do it so that I didn't, I didn't have to watch it. Um, can you guys do The Godfather? The theme music for No Highway Option was created by Ian C. Weber. To hear more of Ian's music and see some of his videos and stuff, follow the new link in our show description. No Highway Option was co-created and co-hosted by Connor J. Burke and Luke Smith and produced by Connor.